0: Yeah, no, it's gonna be like a wild day and a half here, Leslie. It's gonna be uh, crazy times. These <laughs> like for just a little bit, for like the next like. Uh...
1: It's just a so wild like where we are at. So the all those Warren people, uh, it's insanity. On- the the only thing they're doing is, like, helping Joe Biden. That's the only Be, thing Out, out of, like, right
0: grievance now. or something. Like, I, I, I legitimately think, like, out of grievance over, like, Hillary Clinton or something
1: like that. Well, that's that's half of the Warren people. The other half of the Warren people, a lot of them didn't even like Hillary no, Clinton. No, I think a lot of these people convinced- have just
0: been, like... They've been, like, gaslit by the Warren campaign, to be honest with you. Like, I do think that, Into like,
1: thinking they could win. Yeah, yeah, there
0: are, like, people who just, like, have a candidate, and you st- you stay with your candidate till they're out, or whatever. You know what I mean? And, like, Warren is, like, not being nice to them. She really is not. Dark, dark era. Dark era.
1: Well, speaking of... Hello, everyone. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Struggle Session. I'm Leslie of... I'm Jack Allison. And today... This is your regularly scheduled Star Wars update.
0: Now, of course, Star Wars is dead. Star Wars is dead. It's still dead. And, it's, and, and now also, I would like to say for me, it's denounced. I denounced Star Wars, which is dead. Star Wars is now dead and denounced going into 2020 as we continue with, the, with our updates.
1: Um, yes, yeah, Star Wars is dead. But, you know, let's take a look at the corpse and see what it's doing. Uh, see exactly um, how they it's are rotting. still doing bi- such
0: fucked up stuff to the corpse of Star Wars. Really? They're doing like truly like dark, dark things are being done to the corpse of Star Wars even to this day. There
1: was a big update from Disney. Uh, I guess they're, they're leaning on Lucasfilm now. They call, they're calling themselves Lucasfilm more than like it was Star Wars was kind of like a Disney thing for a little while. Well, I
0: think that they're trying to like separate it a little bit. Like this new initiative,
1: they put it out under like Lucasfilm, Mm -hmm. uh, now. Um, and that
0: is, you probably heard about it already. Star Wars, the High Republic. Correct. Yeah. So I guess that they're doing, I guess that they carved out a little period in, like, Star Wars history when things were the most like the Marvel movies, (laughs) and they're trying to, like, explore that time period. It's actually
1: a little bit more annoying than that, really. So Star Wars The High Republic is supposed to be set 200 years before um, Phantom Menace. We should make it clear, like, this is not a movie project. Right. This is just, like, books. Books, because Star Wars movies are, like, done and like they have a couple of web series but they're not really making uh too big a a deal about them um because the obi-wan one of course i I think fell fell
0: apart Yeah, they were making a tv Uh, series of obi-wan which fell apart that's just like that's sloppy everybody i mean come on what the fuck are we doing ewan mcgregor was like signed on like
1: and excited to do it excited he was Like Star Wars now is just like books. Mm -hmm. Now it's just like a series of books and they're going to be called the High Republic where they, they've made this new initiative to, uh, you know, say like create their craft their own little universe, which sounds a lot, a lot, a lot like, uh, the EU and the old Republic that was uh, thing that Disney got rid of for no real reason whatsoever, which had oh, appar- so apparently this was a secret pro- project between Lucasfilm, Del Rey, IDW, Marvel, um, basically all their publishing apparatus, and a bunch of writers that they brought in uh, to workshop this. Um, star Wars The High Republic, which has previously been re- referred to as Project Luminous, will be set in an era when the Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order are at their zenith, about 200 years before the events of The Phantom Menace. This period on the Star Wars timeline will not overlap any of the film features or series currently planned for production, giving creators and partners a vast amount of room and to partners. tell Star Wars star stories with new adventures and original characters. So what they're basically doing is that they can't keep even their shitty new continuity straight together. So they have to create a new thing so that when they bring in like writers who actually want to do something a little bit creative with Star Wars, they don't have to like run it up the
0: chain. Well, Leslie, I also think that this reflects, you know, what Kathy Kennedy was saying about the problems with Star Wars, at least from the sort of like executive viewpoint, which is that they don't have a lot of like existing stories and IP to work with. So what I see this as also Leslie is like, this is the IP farm this is them like starting the like marvel process so that they have (laughs) things that they can strip mine to make into movies they're like we don't have a bunch of stuff which by the way they do if they just looked at the eu they could figure it out but for some reason they just want to like pretend that it doesn't exist which all the better i don't want to see their movies (laughs) of like what they would have made from eu stuff or whatever Uh, um but yeah i think that this is them trying to like you know, trying to, uh, you know, accomplish what that, what, what Kathy Kennedy was saying was the issue, which is that, like, we're not that creative. We can't come up with, like, a movie script in one year that's any good unless we have, like, a full comic book to work from. <laughs> so, and, you know, when I said at the top of this that, you know, they found a corner of the, of the, of, uh, Star Wars that's the most like Marvel, I don't necessarily mean, like, specifically like Marvel. I mean, they carved out a time period in Star Wars where it's like good guys are winning and bad guys are losing and it's kind of an ongoing, they found a little period when there's not a war where the bad guys are losing and the good guys can kind of defeat the villain of the week each time and get rid Uh, of them and get things back to the status quo. Like They're creating the Marvel timeline within the Star Wars universe. Here's a big Uh, vast period of continuity where like, there were Heroes and villains and all this kind of shit, uh, uh, and there was a you know a status quo uh, uh, of that time or whatever. That's what I mean. Is they're like our heroes will now be maintaining the status. Correct, quo, exactly. Uh, There's like a period where there was a status quo and good was winning, and so now all we have to do is see the Jedi defeat like the bad guys that crop up <laughs> and then they go away. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So in like in the original trilogy, the heroes were the fucking Viet Cong taking out the american empire and you know the prequels it's all about the fall of the jedi order and how their
0: uh, their flaws led to right you know it's this, like an ongoing know. epic story there is like star wars is kind of a a, a thing where there has not been a status quo You know what I mean? Like, this is even an ongoing evolving history. Yeah. Even like
1: when you look at something like Kotor, which people love, like that was about a Jedi civil war and the ramifications of that. There's always something bigger going on in this pitch. And they specifically uh, say this. The writers of uh, this high republic say this. Basically, their pitch is like space cops (laughs) procedural Marvel just Marvel. Yes. Yeah, they're, the Jedi are at the height of their power. The Republic is at the height of their power. There's no problem with that. And these are just space cops patrolling, uh, the ruffians on the frontier. The name of the villain is, is so stupid. The name of the big villains are the Nihil, Ni- as in Nihilism, mm. like it's N-I-H-I-L. So, and they call them Nihil when there's already a Darth Nihilist. Yeah
0: was which was a cool there character. There already is a Darth Nihilus and also it just is like a All right guys, we like come on. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you're yeah. using Nihilus and I'm like already that's like kind of like a little like, you know, like a little at the like obvious or something like that. Plus it's yeah. already been used.
1: Yeah, already been used. Uh, so you can't make fun of any of the names of the Darth names that George came up with. If you're calling your like new bad guys Nihilus. the Nihilus, yeah, the hills Um, and it, it and when you look at the images for it, it it just looks like KOTOR. It's like. Jedis and lightsabers. Jedis and lightsabers. This is the new Star Wars thing. We're going to have Jedis and lightsabers. Why the fuck couldn't they have figured this out before they spent $2 billion <laughs> making those five movies that nobody really well,
0: liked? Well, look. Uh, what?
1: They, did, 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 did they forget what Star Wars was about? Like, did, I
0: think this is, I don't Disney, understand. this is Disney finding its legs on... What is Disney doing in its live action movies? How does Disney make live action movies? And what they realized is, oh, we actually can't write movies. Like we can't write movies. We there we like can't do it.
1: Yeah, Jack, you're one of the only people I've heard point. Out the fact that Disney was able to basically buy the entire film industry um, without
0: actually having a track record yeah. of making any competent—they don't make good live live-action action films. Like Disney has never, like Disney has always, like been known, like you know, I I, I realized this when I was reading, you know, uh, uh Disney War that Disney has always been known to be like bad at making live-action movies, and so you know, Marvel was their first sort, of, and you know, coming, you know, I guess the big. The you know, the first in the sort of new millennium um, move at Disney finding it's like live action movies was uh, their program to like make all of the theme park rides into movies, which you'll remember was like uh, uh, they did Haunted Mansion. But the one that really did take off was Pirates of the Caribbean. So that's like their first big sort of crossover blockbuster success in like live action is the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Then they bought Marvel. So, Marvel was kind of already doing its thing and already has Kevin Feige and all this kind of stuff. They bought Marvel and allowed Marvel to continue doing its thing, but with the like added, you know, Disney Empire marketing and everything like that. Um, And then they bought Star Wars and Star Wars. We have witnessed now how unprepared Disney is to be like a powerhouse in live action filmmaking. Like they simply don't know what they're doing. They like hired hot directors uh and then fired them immediately. Like they like, <laughs> we've seen that they don't know what they're doing. They hired fucking Colin Trevorrow off of Jurassic World and then fired him like a year later. Like this is like this is the, you know, sort of media uh, um, you know, monopoly finding its legs. You know, they've been created they've they've come together as a monopoly because of like business forces and now they have to figure out creatively how to like fill that void. You know what I mean? Yeah, you mentioned Pirates of the Caribbean and I think most people
1: would think, well, maybe those films were pretty good and like okay like johnny depp it was pretty good and interesting in them and maybe the first couple were interesting um to watch but they also with you know the same director same star made the lone ranger (laughs) made the lone ranger that's a disney movie that they made huge flop huge disaster cost inordinate amounts of money so the pirates of the Caribbean, the first couple were just kind of like an exception uh, to their usual track record.
0: I actually would still point to uh, Pirates of the Caribbean as being like a success in Disney's wheelhouse. Now, that said... I think that they let a lot go with Pirates of, the Car- Pirates of the Caribbean. Like, if you look at the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie, everybody thought it was going to flop. We were coming off of like Haunted Mansion. And then also, Johnny Depp had done this really weird choice where he like pretended to be drunk for the entire movie. Like, nobody <laughs> yeah. thought this movie was going to be a success, but it was. And that's because they weren't as tight on the reins because they like thought this thing was going to fall apart and Johnny Depp was doing this weird thing. They let go of the reins. And so, I guess what I'm going to say is that like even Disney's like sole example of when they actually did make a good live action franchise is like an example of when they didn't do Disney style filmmaking and like an accident happened, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, They had to think it was oh. probably going to be a flop because there were so many like flop pirate movies
0: like before well, that. they thought it was going to be a flop. I think that they like I-, I can't remember exactly how it went down. I think that this is detailed in Disney War, but I think it was one of these kind of things where like they were all like they all thought that the Johnny Depp performance didn't work, but they wanted to keep him happy. He was like under contract or something like that. So they like allowed him to do it, but everybody thought the movie wasn't going to work, and then of course when it does, everybody claims credit and is like, you know, we know how to make like the best live action movies. When really it's just like the same as it ever was. Like a charismatic actor did like a distinctive performance, and then that launched a franchise. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it's not the like Disney boardroom technique that works or whatever. But and you know what got Disney all of the IP in the world is not uh you know their creativity. It is it is uh, uh they're like tactics in business money. and money. You know what I mean? Like it's actually them overstating park revenues materially for years as like a whistleblower said and if that's true, you know, basically they've like if it's actually true that they juiced their revenue uh with park revenue um and then that juiced their stock price, then they basically bought all this stuff with like house money and became like the biggest uh uh you know, media monopoly, you know, with fake Money with Monopoly money. They bought Star Wars with like money that they printed themselves with gift cards, I guess.
1: Yeah. So back to High Republic a little bit. I mean, I'm not going to knock the writers involved. They seem to be genuinely, uh, excited to, you know, be the worker bees <laughs> turning out garbage for Disney. I'm not going to knock them for that. It's hard out there being a sci-fi sure is. writer. Um, but one, one thing I, I kind of rubs me the wrong way, but I guess it's just how things are done now. So they're going to have a kids line and adult the Star Wars book lied. and the Y. So what the hell does that mean? Is that which, is that like
0: Game of Thrones Star Wars books or something or is it like outliers about Star Wars like what are adult books?
1: So the thing that like struck me about the about this thing is like so when I was a young adult what I read was the quote-unquote adult Star Wars movie. Of course that's kind of a silly yeah. thing to think of like these aren't, you know, the 13 and up that's what star wars you know the eu books are and i think even the original trilogy even though kids can enjoy them they got you know a little bit of dark stuff in there i think maybe the target audience that you kind of write for is like a 13 year old and you kind of cover all the bases but now we have like this ya thing that's supposed to like sit in the middle of uh, of of like when you're specifically when you're in high school <laughs> like you're just for the four years you're in high school. forever
0: they're like i would yes. just like to read only high school books for the rest of my days oh, um bizarre <laughs> bizarre
1: um but i mean god bless them i guess they're they they brought lightsabers back they brought jedi back no sith though no mm. sith um no, really, you know, core existential crisis that people are grappling. Uh, now, grappling villains with. villains are taking over is, the
0: city, and the Jedi's have to stop them.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like the Nihils, they're they look like kind of like Mad Max Star Wars. Apparently, they just like steal stuff and take stuff. They kill you and take your mm. stuff. So that's the they're threat. Like joker That yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they're like Mad Max Joker. Uh, Twilix or whatever. All right. But there's another, like, possibly even bigger news that dropped that is intimately related to Star Wars because it happened with Disney. Disney CEO
0: Bob Iger stepped like, down weirdly. As CEO. Like, and so quickly, too. It's really yeah, strange. It's just, Bob Iger stepped down as Disney CEO, like, A couple weeks after, like, a big earnings call where he didn't announce it there, with no transition period, he was just, like, out that day. Like, it's really, really strange. I don't know what the fuck happened with Bob Iger at Disney. Well, Jack, I
1: think you actually do know you just have forgotten it. I think you know what happened uh, in your heart. And you just because you were the person who pointed this out to me. You remember your, your favorite story about how Solo got made? Sure. Was that um, Lawrence Kasten, who did not write the movie, yeah. uh, to be clear, um, showed Bob Iger the script, and Bob Iger read the part where uh, Han Solo gets his name, Correct. where he shows From up pitch, at like, yeah, yeah Immigration, <laughs> like Empire immig- Immigration Ice, yeah. or something like that. Space <laughs> Ice. Yeah, Space Ice, they ask him his name, and he says, I don't have one. Who are your people? I don't have any people. And say, all right, your name is uh, Han Solo. Because he's
0: by himself. That like, Cause he's that the, delighted Bob Iger so much. The The weatherman king, the guy who was once a weatherman, then became the president of ABC, then became the CEO of Disney, was so delighted in his ergonomic Herman Miller chair, that that launched a solo movie um, that lost a ton <laughs> uh, should be known. that launched the, that he was so delighted in his Herman Miller chair that he made the first Star Wars bomb. <laughs> and so what that story kind of tells me about what
1: Bob, who Bob Iger is and what he wants and the numerous stories that have come out because Bob Iger is pretty out there. Front and center with Disney, but more less as a CEO, a guy who's running a business, and more as a guy who is part of the creative side yeah. of things. So what has been reported is that he's stepping down from, like... The real job of doing C being a CEO so that he can just focus on like pretending to be a creative Mm. and managing all of the. So he's stepping down from
0: he's like, I don't want to do math anymore, but I would still like to get like an office where I can come in and lay on the couch all day and call that work. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And not even call it like he, but I, I think it's even sicker than that. I think he wants to lay on the couch and then call in like directors and screenwriters and like tell them what to put in Marvel movies and Disney movies and Star Wars movies. Like he, I swear to God, I think he thinks that because he was the CEO of Disney, he is now an Imagineer. And he doesn't want to have to deal with all the bullshit, the numbers, and the bullshit, Mm -hmm. and the parks and stuff. He wants to be like, he wants to be a studio. This is
0: the thing that always happens with Disney CEOs. It's truly bizarre. Actually, they all get like bit with a virus where they start thinking they're actually Walt Disney. Like, there's so much, like, the whole place is built up. It's like, you know, Bioshock or something like that. Like, everything's about, like, Walt Disney. There's everything Walt there. They all start, like, believing that they're actually Walt Disney. Do you know that Eisner, toward the end of his tenure, he told members of the Disney family that he found out that, like the French version of Eisner is like Disney or something like that. And he's like, it's like Disney. And they were like, that's actually not correct. It comes from like a different (laughs) French spelling. Like they like lose their minds and think that they're like Walt. It's really strange (laughs) because Walt is just some weirdo guy. Like he was like an animator. You know what I mean? He was just like an animator, like during sort of, you know, early industrialized America. And so he was able to like, and he was like, you know, ruthless and fucked over his brother and all this kind of stuff. Like, he's not, like, a god. They, like, exalt him to, like, this John Galt figure or whatever. And then I guess if you're CEO, you're, like, the only thing left for me to do is to become Walt. I need to be Walt. <laughs> I'm CEO, but then what's next? Like, be
1: Walt. They promoted uh, this guy, Bob chapek who's running the Parks Division, uh, which um, has been cooking the books, yeah. As we've
0: known, about. you know, I think that that's I think that's particularly interesting too. Is that you know Disney, even through its tough years, it was always um, parks and experiences that like short, you know, that shored up the money and like you know kept them afloat and everything like that. Now there's a whistleblower. And I haven't seen any, like, further update on this, but there's a whistleblower who's saying that, like, basically the Parks Department, like, materially overstated its revenues, like, in big, big ways for, like, decades. Where they did things, like, where they would double count. When they sold a gift card, they would they would count both the uh, purchase of the gift card as income and then also the use of the gift card as income. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, like, just double the profits right there. Like, things like that, like, it is very interesting, that the new CEO comes from like the part the like money printing factory at Disney.
1: <laughs> and I think what what we've kind of uh forgotten is that Bob Iger, you know, before the Fox uh transaction and the start of Disney Plus, those big creative moves, he was actually thinking about running for president mm-hmm. of the
0: United States. Um uh, and getting backing from like Oprah and shit. Like a year ago, yeah. Oprah was like You know, putting out Instagrams, being like, I wish this man could be our president. And I'm like, you really? Really? (laughs) Like he
1: and like a year later, he doesn't even want to run Disney. He wants to focus on fucking baby Yoda.
0: Maybe maybe out of nowhere, he'll be announced as Bloomberg's running mate or something like that. So we have to be very careful about what we say during these extremely bizarre times.
1: Shit. It could it could be happening while we're recording this. fucking um yeah but man bizarre things going on they it's just you know it seemed so effortless what lucas films would doing with star wars like before it
0: seemed easy what was star wars before disney bought it um they were doing extended universe books and the clone wars cartoon now Disney's made, like, five movies. They actually tanked Star Wars. They, like, made bombs. They made a trilogy that doesn't make any sense. And at the end of all of it, they're writing EU books and doing the Clone Wars series. (laughs) (laughs) Well, uh,
1: well, uh, actually, you know what? The I mean, even they were making Battle a new Battlefront. I know
0: it's all they—they they like they realized they like they were so they had such hubris. They were like, "We're gonna make a million Star Wars movies." George is fucking up so bad; he has no idea what he's sitting on here. They like tried, they failed so big and in front of everybody, and now they're just like George: "We're gonna do what you were doing like six years ago. We're just gonna do that. That's the only thing to do." <gasps>
1: Oh, God. <laughs> and, and and they like had to put out this big video putting it all together we brought in you know all these artists and creatives to come up with like knights of the old republic but again and less
0: interesting God, it's just it's dead like that's the thing it's like and listen leslie we haven't even talked about like that they're still like patching the storyline of rise of skywalker okay. all right all
1: right this is worth mentioning so it and to be so apparently the Rise of Skywalker novelization is just coming out now. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Like the movie that came out three months ago. They finally figured out the novelization mm-hmm. and still doesn't one hundred percent like really match the movie. I remember when I was a kid, I would read novelizations of movies like months before mm-hmm. they would come out. And like they it would, it would spoil be interesting the movies sometimes. Yeah, oh they were totally spoil the movie and but and also like spoil a version of the movie like before the final edit. So you would get all this stuff that was supposed to be in the movie but was cut out or switched around and stuff. I re- I remember that. So even the book that they're putting out months after the movie release does not match up with the movie because it is kind of like meant to be a patch. So we're told in the novelization that uh, the Palpatine in The Rise of Skywalker is a clone. And I know a lot of people are kind of reacting, saying, oh, this is just, you know, uh, something they're adding after the fact. I kind of think it was intentional. If, If I'm being generous to J.J. and thinking that he knows that clone, the reason the Empire stopped using clones is because they were all either mentally or physically unstable and that the power... That would course through uh someone like palpatine would completely and utterly destroy a clone body i can be generous and say that maybe he was going for that when he made the film even though they don't actually mention it or explain how palpatine got there um but the book does say are the snokes also supposed to be
0: clones i definitely think some they, kind like, of, i mean palpatine clones or something like that
1: I mean that was a speculation but cuz I think we do see we do like see a palpatine Oh of yeah Snoke we do stairway. like
0: when we first go to Palpatine's lair on Exegol <laughs> when we first arrive at Exegol <laughs> to go to the Sith lair of Emperor Palpatine we do see um a whole tank full of, like, failed Snoke clones. <laughs> Which makes me think that, like, if if really the, the Snoke clones were, like, failed Emperor clones, and then Kylo Ren is also supposed to have, like, been friends with Snoke at one point, so this guy was just, like, friends with, like, an eight-foot-tall, like, fake Palpatine clone. <laughs> it's so weird. This They have... They just had no idea. They, the hubris that they went into, like, creating a Star Wars trilogy, it truly is, like the biggest executive hubris I've ever seen in my life was like, fuck it, we'll just make a Star Wars trilogy. Insane. That's just insanity
1: to just like <laughs> yeah. be
0: like, we'll just take it, like, we're good executives, we can make a Star Wars trilogy. What the fuck are you thinking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and as we all know, only George can
0: make Star Wars. Dave Filoni really. could maybe yeah. give it a shot, but, like, I mean, they could also have done it, like, uh, if they, like...
1: I, I don't trust... After fucking uh, the... Ep- few episodes I saw the Mandalorian. I'm trying to be nice. I think that I, I think that guy's out <laughs> of <idea is> already. <laughs> Obviously, I mean, like, cause half the stuff that like people liked about that show was already in the Clone Wars cartoon. So it's like, well, what new is he doing? And this and like the live making it live action doesn't make it very engaging. So I I, I don't know. I don't. I'm not a believer in uh, Dave Filoni's uh, prowess. Think he's made some good cartoons, sure. Yeah, no, but, I'm trying um, to be nice. I'm trying to be
0: nice, and I can say Dave is good, but Star Wars <laughs> is dead. Star Wars is dead. Aren't yeah. they making a movie or something like that? Didn't they actually like announce that like another Star Wars like? At some director was announced for like a Star Wars movie that might be on Disney Plus or something like that.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah, there yeah. was a like new new Star Bayley with slight
0: coming, yeah. director Luke and Luke Cage writer.
1: Yes. Guy, Matt yeah, Matt Owens guy, is doing the Black Star Wars, Star movie. Wars feature film. <laughs> st- I guess uh, it's going, but it's definitely pr- almost certainly going to be like a Disney Plus one because they didn't mention that it was actually going to be a be movie, be movie, a, a, a direct,
0: theatrical. So this movie, is like so. you know, this is like uh, the the live action Lady and the Tramp,
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the Disney Plus original, be right up there next to Mr. Boogity on Disney Plus. I mean, it just gets at
1: the core... Thing about why this is such a bad idea. Star Wars was created by a person named George Lucas. He's the guy who creates Star Wars. Now, we all might dream of Star Wars, might write fan fiction of Star Wars. Yeah, got the whole EU and all those people creating stuff under Star Wars. But without George there, it's like, it's like, what's the fucking point? Like, right. At some point, we forgot that Star Wars was a thing created by people like all the other things we like and love and we just start thinking of it as an, an i p as i p yeah. yeah and you need you just need the person who like made the thing like somewhere on the periphery like he read uh, a he needs he read to sign off books
0: you know what i mean yeah. like even if he's just being like told what the plot of an EU book is and then he has some kind of weird objection to it that everyone's like, what the fuck at least that reflects like one person's, like, creative vision. You know what I mean? Like, even when George is wrong, it was better than this, like, written-by-committee bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, even George's missteps are better than, like, Disney's successes.
1: Yeah, and I can't think of a single person who's been involved in, like, the Disney Star Wars who, if they were given the same platform money, etc., etc., et, cetera, et cetera, um, to do something... Of their own original content or Star Wars, I can't think of a single one who would have chosen Star Wars. Right?
0: Yeah. Like, there's no way, like Ryan. No, Johnson. they would all so happily do their own thing. They're just forced to because Disney bought this. Uh, like, I mean, they're not forced to, but they're. Well, maybe JJ. Maybe JJ would have done one.
1: JJ would, yeah.
0: JJ is built for Disney Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact, the fact, honestly, the fact, honestly, that like JJ got turned off by Disney. You know what I mean? Like that they have yeah. fucked even him over. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck will they do to people? Like you know what I mean? This company is like, is like bad, bad.
1: Yeah, J D. Dillard, Um, I mean, he seemed. Uh, I haven't seen his films, but the trailers all look like gray. He seems to have like a really unique visual style. Um, my dude, uh, stay on as long as like you get your
0: guaranteed
1: money <laughs> and then like, get the fuck yeah. out.
0: <laughs> get that, get money. It's like working for Bloomberg or something. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right, folks,
0: that was your star Wars. Update. It is still Thank dead so and it good. is disavowed. And, I, and it is trash to me. Star Wars is nothing. <laughs> it's dying in a ditch. And I, and I, truly, the way I think about Star Wars now is that it's like dying in a ditch off the side of the road, and I can't even like lift a finger to help it. I spit at it, actually. Unfortunately, <laughs> I, it's sad what's happened to this. Sad. Yeah, it's just sad. I spit at Star Wars when it's dying in a ditch. So have a Abolitionism
2: is in the grips of a system. Sensor by submissive vision. Hiss of deficient visions of villains. Submissive civics and When you sickle swinging for killings, made a billion by pillaging. Systematic clashes, paying for clashes, bang, waving in my mattress, sleeping my 40 lashes. Now they callin' me cashes. Cause the box is the fashion, round panther and pouncing on a pig in the pan. Got slaughter for your fauna turn your pigs and the martyrs. Read a big bad bull when it burned at the harness. I got the shop. I swords. Did you have for the carnage? Did you fight the Lord? Related to march. The face of hate, the face of the presentation. its mutilation, make a presentation. The bloody bodies of patients. Got the syphilitic with some syringes in my hands. Tonight's nice, another man with the crowds in the stands. Choked a man out with his Confederate flag. Got a flame for the gas. Who is taking the grass? Got my binky, giving hickey's. Better let it be said. Vampires on the Earth for the mass, these things made a gold, but they shattered the glass. I punished levels of metal, make rain for the pills, move a mountain topple titans on the goddamn level. I put you back in the dirt, put you back in the earth, bring you back with a smack and send you off in the Reanimate a man and make a
1: paint like what you hear. Want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.comslash struggle session or sesh.plus or strugglesession.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.